What does it take to build a movement that's truly led by families? Today, many in philanthropy say they believe in movement building. Marguerite Casey Foundation has been committed to it with a clear strategy for two decades. It is at the core of the foundation's mission to nurture a national movement of low-income families advocating on their own behalf for economic and social justice. This is The Revolution Will Be Local, a movement-building podcast. In this episode, you will meet La Union del Pueblo Interno Executive Director Juanita Valdez-Cox, who marched alongside Cesar Chavez. Juanita will talk about how movement infrastructure is essential for movement building. Valdez Cox is continuing the work of Chavez, working with immigrant families to organize for collective action. The organization, led by families, is building a movement infrastructure that provides collective capacity for strong, sustainable leadership rooted in communities. Those of us that suffer from the bad policies that are created, we also have a big part in solving it. Nobody knows it as well as we. When those that are impacted by the issue take it on, it's all possible. My name is Juanita Valdez-Cox, and I am the executive director of La Unión del Pueblo Intero, or LUPE. I grew up in a colonia here about uh, 20 minutes from where our office is at here in San Juan. The colonia was called Colonia Seca, which means a dry colonia because we didn't have access to potable water. We didn't have paved streets. We didn't have streetlights and we didn't have like park for the children. As a farm worker, I worked in the fields with my family and we always saw that the farmers had the nice houses, and we were always questioning why they paid us the low wages, why they sprayed us with pesticides when they were spraying the crops, why we didn't have toilets, why we didn't have clean water. Cesar Chavez in the mid-80s came down and did a march for wages with us, and at that time our wages in the fields were like $1.50 an hour, and we wanted it to be the federal wage, which at that time was like three thirty-five an hour. And along the way, we just would stop on the side of the highway to rest or drink water. And he would talk to all of us that were involved in that march. And he instilled in us the knowledge and a power that we didn't know we had. He saw it in farm workers before me as a farm worker knew that, that I could do something like that. And our parents, right, all of our families, that we could change. He told us about how skilled our labor was. He instilled in us this hunger for respect and that our fight is so fair and so just, but we were overlooked because of racism or discrimination. And we saw that, that it was not supposed to be that way, that it could be different and that we could make it be different. We sometimes asked Cesar, well, we don't have drinking water and you've done so much for California. Why don't you work here in Texas? And he said, you know what? At the end of the day, the people without water are gonna be you. You have to figure this out here and we can help you and we can train you and he did. And so now when we see a situation and we see how difficult an issue might be, Nothing is impossible when you have a community that is so responsible 
and feel such an obligation to do better. The city and the county did not want to sell water to our colonial residents, and therefore we had to establish our own water system, which it still exists. Once organized, we also went to the county commissioner. We demanded a park. It still stands. Because of our pressure on the commissioner, our streets were paved. It has streetlights. Instead of being Colonia Seca, it's called Colonia Nueva, or New Colonia, because it was, you know, turned around. And it was just proof when those that are impacted by the issue take it on, it's all possible. Lupe is a membership organization here in South Texas. We have a little over 7,000 members that pay their dues to belong to the organization. We have about a third of them that are U.S. citizens. We have the, about a third that are documented, they're legal permanent residents, and about a third of our membership is undocumented. They pay $40 a year or $20 if you're a student. And the reason they pay, uh, even though they are very low income, the majority, they pay because this is an organization that service the needs that they have. Every program that is created, developed here at this organization, it is created because the needs have come from the grassroots, which is our membership our base. They decide whether it's a health program that they need, whether it's income tax services, whether it's immigration, uh, the advocacy, uh, the leadership development, all of that comes from our membership base. They are the uh, voice for the organization. And so they not only pay their, their yearly dues, they also participate. It's a big um, responsibility and obligation of the membership. We are an organization that is, that is family-led. Whenever there is a situation, they are the experts. Our members are at Commissioner's Court, which meets every, every Tuesday, and we're there every single Tuesday monitoring the conversations. Those conversations, they were all in English. The community decided that those needed to be in Spanish. We have the same rights to understand what you're saying, and we're going to have make sure that you understand what we are saying. What are the issues in our colonias? We fought and we fought, and now, just this year, we were able to get translations, simultaneous translations for every single meeting. So now our members can go and express themselves fully. Before that, we had to translate. As a farm worker, that when we feed this world, we demand respect. We demand not to be killed by those pesticides. Uh, we demand toilets, clean drinking water, because our work is so important. When it's a skilled labor. <laughs> it's only Mexicans and Mexican-Americans that do that work. So um, it's families that have realized the basic necessities, the respect that is needed, and we set our mind to it. And whatever it takes, if it takes protests in the streets, if it takes boycotting products, if it takes lawsuits, we do all of the above. None of the struggles, none of the fights to change the laws are easy. Those in power do not give up what they feel is like their power. They don't give it up too easily, and therefore it's a struggle. Nothing has come easy of all the laws that we have changed. But again, once you feel the discrimination and the racism and you don't uh, accept it, change can come about. We have a four-tier level. You come in as a member. 
as you participate, as you're part of a lawsuit, as you're part of a picket line, as you're part of a meeting, you go up to a second level, and then a third level, and then the fourth level is called Hueso Colorado, which means you're like the bravest of all. <laughs> you, you just have gone through a lot of leadership development. And then at every level that you move up, there's a recognition, there's a certificate, there's a t-shirt, there's buttons, there's all, all different ways of recognizing your movement up but what is so incredible to see, even for me that I've been here so many years, when I see a person, especially a woman that comes in and that many times they say, oh, when I first joined, I thought only my husband could give his opinion. And now he mainly sits down and I'm the one that does all the speaking on the issues. It's truly amazing to see the transformation of those that feel that they have no power. And then when we start winning, and we've been so successful, I know that that also builds our power. There's so few foundations that actually do general support. When Margaret Casey came into town, I think it was like in 2007, 2008, and they started establishing what they call a family platform, we just thought, wow, this is a natural fit for what we are doing. It's by families, for families, and we had hundreds of people come in, of residents, low-income immigrants, undocumented U.S. citizens, all come in and talk about these are the core issues. It's immigration, it's education, it's housing, it's health. They named them all. After the meeting here and meetings throughout the U.S. with Margaret Casey, that later, and we went to Chicago in buses and planes, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people from throughout the U.S., and we ratified the family platform. It was something that was developed by families, so it felt really natural. Uh, Margaret Casey what has what is called the Equal Voice Network, and in the Equal Voice Network, we have committees of immigration, a committee on education, a committee on health, a committee on civic engagement, committee on housing, and they have others. And we participate, uh, our staff and members participate in those different uh, working groups where before it might have been different silos. Now it's strong allies working together to make that change, which adds even more power to the work that we are doing. We're working with people that are low income, that are undocumented or documented or citizens. We are here only to stand with them, not to take it over. And you see such a difference when you hire people from the community, even in their work ethic. It, it is amazing. They take it to heart. Many of us, maybe because you've been through college or something, you come in and you see it differently as a job. They don't see it as a job only. They see it as work, but they see it as work to make the social change that needs to be made. And so that's another thing, how you can keep an organization going, is when you start bringing people in from the community and you train them to become so skilled that they can do the job. They can become staff. That's what it takes. It's just, it's just the confidence and trust in people that we can do it. The Revolution Will Be Local, a movement-building podcast, has been brought to you by the Marguerite Casey Foundation. 
Our strategy is to nurture a national movement of low-income families advocating on their own behalf for social and economic justice. For two decades, Margaret Casey Foundation has championed the power of movement building, allocating resources to cornerstone organizations through multi-year general support that has helped them build a movement that spans regions, issues, ethnicities, demographics, and generations. To learn more about the foundation and its work, please visit caseygrants.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or a review.